It takes a lot of hard work and commitment by me and my team to bring these meaningful conversations to you week after week. If you're enjoying our podcasts, do write in reviews, follow and subscribe. It encourages us to continue with our mission of creating a community. I also have a very small request. There is another way of supporting a one-time donation from you would greatly, greatly, greatly help. You can reach out on our Instagram pages, Podcast Melting Pot, and now Boarding Up Podcast. Thank you so much. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If, if I'm coming up with an original concept, for example, if I have my own idea, I would make what's called a story bible. So that involves like, a doc, it's basically a document that has like, this is what happens across the whole first season of the show. This is what each, this is who each of the characters are and how they're going to develop over the course of the show. Then you would write um, the episode in each episode what happens, and then you would likely also include a screenplay for one episode because to kind of show whoever is picking it up. This is the tone. This is how I hear the characters. That kind of stuff. So that is uh, together. That's a story by you. And you would generally use that to pitch the show to platforms. Hi folks, I would like to introduce myself. My name is Payal and I am a traveller who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my Melting Pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures, whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this Melting Pot and enjoy the chats. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm in conversation with Anushka Mehrotra. Anushka is a writer um, and her first project, uh, Mumbai Diaries, it's a medical drama, which um, is on Amazon Prime. And it's been a very, very success, successful show. So, I mean, it's, it's a brilliant way, a way to start your career, Anushka. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's really so, <laughs> great so yeah we I mean you know I, I have so much to hear from you so um, without wasting any time let's just get into a little bit about your background Anushka that's one um, and two is what actually inspired you to start writing and at what age did that happen uh yeah, actually, so I was uh, born and brought up in Bombay, and I was going to school here, and I wasn't, um, I don't think I had any particular uh, thing about reading until there was this one um, librarian in our school who would, like, lend out books 
um, and there was this one series that was just really popular and, and kids, everyone wanted it and they would only lend those books out to kids who could read it in one day. So I think because I really wanted to read that series in particular, I um, started reading a lot faster and reading more and then I got kind of hooked onto reading. So um, then I became a big um, fan of reading, but I would not write until it, uh, this was in about, this was when I was like in, I think first grade. Um, then when I was in like third grade, I think we had a teacher who would, um, she, my handwriting was really bad. So she told me to keep like a diary during the summer where I was just supposed to write about my day. Um, and I still have it somewhere. And I, I was clearly very lazy about it. I would write like half a page and then draw on the bottom half of the page because I didn't want to have to fill <laughs> up a page of writing. Right. Um, but I think I think what was like boring to me was like writing around my day because like there wasn't any excitement in that. So halfway through, I started writing stories in it. And that I really, really liked because like that you can see suddenly like I'm filling up page after page because I just got really into writing the stories and I'd always loved reading them. So I think it was um, kind of an extension of that. And I had a little sister who would love reading these stories that I wrote. So it also helped to have like a little fangirl at home. <laughs> <laughs> So do you have like a collective um, of the, the stories and is it something that at some point you would be interested in, in publishing? Uh, well, not, not these ones that I wrote. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I mean, I, I, think it, no, I, think, I think it would be interesting for, uh, for kids. You know, who, <laughs> they were really bad. They were horrible. I think only the only person who would enjoy it was my little sister because she was like five years younger than me, and so she and 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 like was very much uh, in awe of anything I did. So okay. for her in particular, it was good. But no. So no. I'm I'm not sure if today um, she feels the same way um, of you know being in, <laughs> in awe of you because I guess both of you are a lot older now. But anyways, yeah. let's, <laughs> let's come back to, um, so that's when you really got inspired and you started to, to write. That's when uh, I started to write, yeah. Okay. And then I um, got really into making plays for my friends and things to act in. So I would write the play and then get all my, whichever friends were at my house, I would like write a play and get everyone to like act in it together. Um, and they were also terrible. Um, <laughs> like there are videotapes of my my dad like complaining in the background it's like this play is going on forever they don't know what they're doing <laughs> so then um moving on um did you study um writing uh for for college or or was it, I mean, so did you sort of have any kind of formal education for it or you just continued to, uh, to write and evolve as a writer? Um, yeah, no, I did have formal education. Um, well, like when I was in, I think in, in India, it was still this, like now I think they're getting a lot of writing courses, but like when I was in boarding school and stuff, it was more like an almost like a treated like an extracurricular to join like a writing class so I was very keen on when I went to college to major in writing um and I'm I'm lucky that my father is in a creative field so that 
you know, they actually were not, uh, my parents were not opposed to me, uh, you know, doing that, uh, pursuing it as a Like they, they told me like, it's hard to get into a creative field, but, and you know, you should be aware that it's a very hard to make a living doing something like this. But I was very keen on actually getting a proper formal um, writing education. So when I was in college, I um, did a bunch of writing classes and graduated with, um, technically it was an English major with a concentration in writing, but yeah, it was basically a creative writing major in that sense. Major, yeah. okay, okay. Um, so would you say that um, this is your dream job? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I, I think I'm I'm one of those people that all my friends in school are like always talking about how crazy it is that they're doing what they do now and they never imagined in school. But they are like, oh, but Anushka is doing exactly what <laughs> we always imagined she would do because uh, it's just yeah. I say yeah. I mean, I think that is absolutely. Um, the ultimate right when it comes to to being able to follow your passion and your dreams and um and actually do what um you love to do mm-hmm. and make a career out of it i think that's that's just so amazing so so tell me a little bit about um your so you are essentially um a screenplay writer how how what category could i sort of slot you in because you know you could be a, a script writer or an author or a screenplay writer correct um, um well yeah so uh I, I like i would say well it, in the industry you'd say you write story and screenplay which means that you would be involved in writing the story the basic story of the show and then converting it into the actual screenplay format but um i'm involved right from the start where it's like coming into characters a lot of time and you know, coming up with the relationships, figuring out the plot of the whole season. So that's the story. Um, and then the screenplay is the whole, the official document that they follow while they're shooting. Okay. So do you also come up with the ideas uh, of or, or the concept of the, the, the story and pitch it? Or so what, I mean, you know, if you can just take my, my listeners and me through like, the process of from when it starts to when it gets filmed you know Mm -hmm. what are the different different layers that you need to go through well um generally I'm brought on in a stage I mean so with Mumbai Diaries it was different I was working at the production house that um, had basically like they had a one-line concept essentially it was just like a couple of lines of this is the basic story and uh, they gave it to me and uh, me and the other um, one of the directors we uh, we just kind of sat down and came up with characters came up with you know relations like ideas of what we wanted to see so that was very much from scratch where you come up with the characters you come up with their names you come up with where do I think they're from where do I think they're um, going a lot of times I'll be brought on as a writer once all that is done and I'm there to help make like use that as a baseline and build a story out of that. Um, So it really depends on um, what the project. Um, But generally what would happen is uh, if if I'm coming up with an original concept, for example, if I have my own idea, I would make what's called a story Bible. So that involves like, it's basically a document that has like 
this is what happens across the whole first season of the show. This is what e this is who each of the characters are and how they're going to develop over the course of the show. Then you would write um, the episode in each episode what happens, and then you would likely also include a screenplay for one episode because to kind of show whoever is picking it up. This is the tone. This is how I hear the characters. That kind of stuff. So that is. Uh, together, that's a story bible, and you would generally use that to pitch the show to platforms. So okay. you know, if you want, like, if you think Amazon would be a good fit, you would use that and you would pitch it to to Amazon or a production house who will then take it to a platform for you. Right, right. Um, so you know, like from the time that you've actually storyboarded to you've kind of gone through the whole you know writing of it the screenplay all of that to filming um how many times um actually that's i mean it could be millions of times so yeah. that's not probably the the right but it does it. it does change like so yeah. once a platform or a production house picks up the story bible um then they Kind of come up with their own ideas and they want to bring in more writers so that's when the writers room comes together actually so that's why a lot of them i'm brought in at that stage because that's when they build a room of writers who they all think will add a certain element to the show and that's when you come together and you kind of use that whole story bible as a baseline and rework the story um so so how, how how do you feel about it if you know say you've ideated the story um, and you've kind of put in a lot of your thoughts and how you think the, the story should progress. And then, you know, there's intervention. So yeah. um, as, as, a, as a creative person and as a writer, um, how, how do you, are there frustrations when that happens or are you like happy to incorporate um, different ideas, um, you know, to to give it, it, it to give it a different direction, or maybe to give it, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, a different feel. So, so how do you, as a writer, feel about that? It it definitely it was hard getting used to at the start because. Um, you know, especially when you're used to writing like stories and uh, that kind of stuff, which is just, it's just you at your computer writing, it, you know, every, what ends up on the page is what you thought in your head and yeah. you put it out then you only share it when you're comfortable sharing it. It's so different when it's suddenly you have to, there's, there's a big element of compromise also when you're working with other writers and it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, Sometimes you'll realize that other people have ideas that, I mean, the whole reason they do writer's rooms is because everyone comes with their own ideas and it, the whole idea is to take the best of everyone's ideas and put it together. Um, but a lot of times, yeah, that causes arguments and, you know, you get very stuck to one idea that you feel passionately about, but someone else feels passionately about something else. And it was definitely a major learning curve to get used to that. But you know, it, with screenwriting, it's it's eventually it's gonna when it, even when it comes on like when it comes on screen, it's completely different from the way you imagined it in your head. Because even after you're done with the writing, so many other people come on board. 
the directors come on board, the producers come on board, everyone comes with their own thing, the actors will come and improvise something. So what it ends up being is something that, again, they're building on the foundation of your script to create something new. So it's never going to be exactly what you pictured in your head. And I think that that, so you just need to think of it as a different process. And I think that's what helps a lot. Like if you think of it as, this is not my story, it's our story. Um, it becomes a lot easier and a lot more fun as well. Like actually the writing rooms are really fun processes. Uh, it really depends on who is in the writing yeah. room and where yeah. they all gel and everything. But, yeah, you know, even the arguments can be so much fun if you're with like the right crowd of people who listen and take ideas and are willing to, you know, uh, have that little bit of interrogation, a little bit of back and forth. Um, it is actually a really fun process when you're like, a room that has like respects each other and respects the other person's ideas um i think that's like yeah yeah you're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me Pio, on this very unique and special podcast series melting pot yeah so i guess you know when you're an when you're um, an author um it's the, the kind of storytelling is again very personal it's and very it's yeah. it's just you and yours mm-hmm. whereas yeah i understand the difference that when you're um, a screen uh, a script writer or a screenplay writer eventually hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, it it becomes more of a group um, mm-hmm. uh, writing rather than you know individual. So yeah, so I guess you have to let go um, exactly. and then uh, you know and then start to appreciate the process because it's mm-hmm. so different. That's that's quite interesting. So, do you end up uh, being on the sets while the filming is on or not? Or is that not something um, a screenwriter needs to be doing? Um, well, it depends, again, on the directors and the kind of thing as well. Like sometimes for um, like a, maybe a, a television thing, like a daily soap or something, they have the writers on set so that if they need to change a line quickly, they can have the writers there. Uh, in, my, uh, in the processes I've been through, it's you don't need to be on set. But I'll go there like just to see, you know, of course yeah. it's part of the experience. So it's fun to go once in a while, but generally they don't need you on set, um, you know, cause the writing is uh, like, because 
especially with these the new ott stuff a lot of shows all the episodes come out at the same time so you write it and lock the episodes way before the prep for shooting even starts um so that's the, like i think with our show for example we had a doctor who was um he came on set a couple of times to help with the me- uh, make sure the authenticity of the medical procedures and and i think if there was anything that he thought he would um suggest some writing changes as well um but otherwise there wasn't anything big that needed to be changed like on set so okay. most of the time at least for these for the ott shows and stuff the writer doesn't need to be there on set okay yeah that makes sense yeah and like you're saying because mumbai diaries was a um a medical drama so mm-hmm. then the authenticity of the terminology or the technicality of things it's 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 important no i i yeah. get that um so who um who really inspires you i mean in terms of you know in your field in your industry um is there anyone who like you think oh my god if i could work with this person or if i could be a part of you know uh the part of the team um anyone anywhere from any any industry um across the globe any obviously any film industry or or television yeah. industry anyone that any one person who just stands out for you well not so much one person i mean i get i get inspired by a lot of different people and i think that it's not also necessarily like people uh, who are connected to my industry but there are a lot of people that i like who are creative people who i get really inspired listening to them talk or seeing their creations yeah. like lin manuel miranda for example i love like hamilton inspired made me like excited about creating again so he's like one of those people that like every time i see something of his i get excited but in terms of our industry i think i would love to work with like a pixar type company because i think like their stories the stories in pixar movies really touch me and i think that i i would love to do something like that someday where it's like you know despite it being for children it has this universal appeal and this universal um and it, it just has these they always touch on emotions and you know like this raw feeling despite the fact that like the storylines are fantastical but the emotions are always like feels yeah. so real and they always yeah. touch you and I, i think they move me a lot so i would love to do work with you know something like that and work with an animated film and write for animated film someday because i think that would be really and it allows you to push your boundaries a lot more yeah. animation because you can yeah. just go really stretch yeah, your imagination yeah yeah exactly i was going to say it's more imagination than anything mm-hmm. else so there's no it could be real it could be so far away from reality mm-hmm. as well but because it's animation it yeah. kind of works yeah yeah no but, that's that's interesting yeah but even in our industry like zoya akhtar for example i love her films i love her, you know internationally i love christopher nolan films like i love there's so many people that i think i take inspiration from that the elements of each of their uh, the the things they create that in, like inspire me and yeah yeah that's interesting yeah okay plagiarism um that is a term which is you know constantly um kind of being heard um 
in, you know, whether you're, when you were at school uh, or and especially, you know, in the music industry or in, in cinema, um, how kind of, uh, how, how big a part does it play in writing? You know, how, I mean, because you have to, con you could be inspired by something um, and then it suddenly, you know, becomes a copyright issue or, or plagiarism. So how, what are some of the things that you need to really take care of uh, to avoid uh, a controversy? Well, I think, see, the thing is, there's no such thing as original ideas anymore in that sense, right? Like everything has been done before. If I pitch an idea to someone else, like, oh, but I saw a film six years ago which had a similar story okay. I think the whole thing is just leaning into but I still think like so ideas can seem similar but it's the way you write it that makes a difference so me and another writer could write an exact same concept but we would handle it in completely different ways and I think there's nothing wrong with taking inspiration and you know like what, what they say uh, um, poor writers and the dead great writers steal. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like that. Of course, you're going to use elements that you see in life and use those in your work. But I think the important thing is like staying true to what appeals to you and what how you would handle something because that's it. Can't be plagiarism if you're if you're writing what comes authentically to you. It's plagiarism when you. If I were to go to take a book and copy paste, copy -paste entire yeah. paragraphs, that's um, that's plagiarism, right? But if I'm like, oh, I love how this author wrote a fantasy heist novel. What a cool idea. Like, I love the way she handled a heist. And that's inspiring me to, to also write a heist novel, but do it in my own way with my own characters, with the things that inspire me and what I love to see in my work. I think then that's not that's not plagiarism because that's you being authentically what like you're writing what you want to write and you're taking inspiration from the other authors around you and but you're not I'm not sitting there like copying word for word what she's written you know and okay yeah. I think it's not difficult to avoid plagiarism like that like it's not there will always be people who think things are similar but if you're not literally copying word for word dialogue from someone else it's it's all good, you know. Okay, so um, uh, how many scripts uh, would you write um, uh, sort of together simultaneously, you know? Um, can you do more than one? Because then if you're doing more than one, are you kind of taking away, uh, <laughs> um, you know, focus from one to the other or you you become so uh, sort of, it, it comes to you so naturally that you're able to do multiple scripts at the same time. Um, well, so for example, right now I'm doing three projects at the same time, but I've chosen three projects which are different enough from each other that I don't feel like I'll mix up details because I think the issue is the details, right? Like some, like, because storylines change so much that mm. if I'm writing two thrillers, for example, I might confuse the details of one and the other because I'm writing so many drafts and there's so many voices and you're changing it so much. 
So to avoid that, I'm doing three different genres of things that, that way. So it's easy to do multiple, I mean, not easy. It's um, possible. Like it's possible. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. Like yeah. it's, um, and I think, I think two, three, like you can do at the same time and it's nice to do at the same time because you get a break from just being at yeah. one project. Because like when yeah. I was doing Mumbai Diaries, I was like 90% of my time was spent in Mumbai Diaries and it got so much because I was like dreaming about it at nights. Like I was literally having shootouts in my dreams and it was getting too much. <laughs> so yeah. um, I think it's nice to do different projects and, you know, um, split your time I definitely need to take a break between switching from one project to another even if it's like a half an hour break to play a game or watch YouTube videos or something it helps to like kind of remove your mind from this one project and put it to the other but um and if if they're different enough then you're not going to confuse details and it's not that um difficult to juggle I think yeah but that's why it's important to me to do different genres and I also don't want to be known typecast, like, yeah. Exactly. Type I don't want to yeah, be like a yeah. thriller writer or a comedy yeah. writer or whatever. So uh, for me, it's important. Also, and and for my own excitement, I get excited by different genres and different stories. Yeah, and then also I feel that you're uh, you're learning, right? You're, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you're, so I mean, you know, if it's it's comedy, then you're learning so many different things about uh, how to actually handle the 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 subject you know and so therefore you need to do a lot of research based on that or if it's a thriller if it's yeah. true crime or if it's whatever it is so yeah so it's it's like a constant learning for you as well which, yeah exactly um which I think also keep uh, you know probably keeps you um keeps you inspired and mm-hmm. and you know mentally kind of stimulated so yeah no that that makes a lot of sense um before I wrap up, uh, quick question. Have you ever considered or will you, con- maybe it's still early days, but will you consider writing a novel? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I've, so I've written, I've written like a first draft of a novel. Um, wow. <laughs> That's well, I, yeah. I started it when, when I was in college because, you know, for our thesis, we had to write a part of a, a novel so I wrote the first four chapters of this novel and um, I, I during the pandemic I guess I had a lot of free time so I actually finished the first draft um, it's it's hard to get back into it though like when you've taken a long break from it and you have to go back and edit and rewrite and when you don't have deadlines the way I have with my <laughs> screenwriting like here you yeah. have people sitting on your head being like where's the episode send it now <laughs> yeah, with your novel yeah. it's it's a little harder but I do yeah. I do want to um I mean I do hope that I can finish it soon because and so I'd what is to... what is the genre for the novel uh it's like it's like a crime thing okay. uh, not uh based on anything in real life but it's set in Bombay and about like a you know assassins and bombay kind of situation okay okay interesting yeah so who has read your first draft anyone Uh, (laughs) yeah my one of my best friends has read it my sister's read it my parents have read it (laughs) and and what what's their feedback well my parents and sister loved it but they're my family so they're biased i think (laughs) (laughs) 
No, but they could they could also be very very critical. So it's true. They've given a lot of feedback also. Uh, yeah. I will say. Um, yeah. And my best friend also, she's also a writer, so she's also given me a lot of feedback. So it's it's nice. I've got I've got a lot to actually work on for my next draft of it. Excellent, excellent. So I think in the next few years, um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully there'll be a novel by Anushka Mehrotra. Thank you so much, Anushka. It's been oh, thank um, you. It's been lovely talking to you, and hopefully, you know, all the listeners and viewers get a little um, insight on what it means to to actually be a um, you know a a writer, a script writer, a screenplay writer, and coming from someone so young, you know, and, and the enthusiasm and the passion that um, I can hear in your voice, I think will inspire a lot of young people who are probably still at that stage in their lives where they're not sure about, you know, like you said, um, uh, because your dad is a creative person. Mm -hmm. So your parents did not have this hesitation in letting you follow your 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 dream, you know, mm -hmm. whereas um, there could be others who are, For sure, yeah. you know, they just get held back because um, it is like you yourself said that it's a, it's it's very competitive, especially now, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so the hesitation for them to actually step into something like this, but you know, hey, you you you've done it, and you look very happy. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is it is daunting, and it is very like nerve wracking, especially to put your stuff out there, and, you know, and getting your foot in the door is really hard. And you know, I was I was very lucky that, like I said, a, a lot of my circumstances lined up. So I understand it is. And you know, my my parents gave me a uh, because my dad's in the creative field. He could give me an idea of how what struggles I have to face. But I think a lot of people who are not aware of all that, it's hard for them when they first enter, and you know, they get a lot of rejection. They get a lot of people criticizing the work and stuff like that. But I mean, I I would I hope that it more people join because we definitely need more good ideas. Yeah, with more, more ideas writing. and yeah. more people with the passion and enthusiasm and stuff uh, yeah. contributing. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's, um, you know, I think it's, um, I mean, to be creative, uh, it just opens up so many avenues, you know, and exactly. it just, yeah. So, so yeah, no, I'm sure people are getting inspired listening to this. Thank you once, <laughs> once <laughs> Thank again. Thank you. And it was great talking to you. Thank you. you. Thank and good you. luck. And good Thank luck. you. <laughs> For more weekly conversations, do listen to Melting Pot on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at Podcast Melting Pot. So until the next episode, this is Pyle signing off. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.